Maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, 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 nah. Get nicey with it. Uh, hey, everybody. This episode of Serving Ice contains inside jokes, throwbacks, references, and bits of conversation that appears... This is like a part two. And if you want to catch part one so you understand what the hell we're talking about, check out the Delusional Owners podcast, episode number... 85. 85. That's part one. And then you can kind of listen to ours. Because it's a two-part, because we have them as guests. They hosted us for part one. And it's a it's a fun time. I'm excited. Ugh. Okay, I guess that's That was good. good. Yeah, that was good. I thought it was pretty good. A popular outcast production. Okay. I'm not, I'm, I'm not on your side for this that. Is, this is, to me, yucking someone's yum. Like just I'll yuck their young. Just they're, they're, I'll they're yuck their like, young. The yucking someone's young thing is like that's in the privacy of their. Talking to the microphones, please. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. Like if a street performer was like fucking weirdly, yeah. And I was like, I don't enjoy that. I don't think the argument like, well, you're just yucking my yum applies. Are you saying like, I'm that being you can't to yuck their yum because you're saying you shouldn't yuck the artist's yum? What does this phrase mean? It means you shouldn't. Well, like, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't you should dislike. Yeah, but it, it expands beyond sexually. I think there should be some kind of art for everybody. Yeah, that just because you don't like Nickelback and most people objectively say Nickelback's not good music, that it shouldn't exist. For the people who would like that music. I think also setting a standard for art takes away what art is intended to yes. be. That's, ooh, that's real good. That's real good. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Serving Ice. What you're hearing now is five dudes in a room. Hot room. In a hot room. Can we just all undress? <laughs> that's okay. not something I'm going to do. I'm wearing a sweater with a dog on it. There's no way I'm taking this off. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening no, right now? Andrew, do you want to cuddle? I don't want to cuddle with you. All right, just checking. I thought maybe it changed. Right, cuddle let, with let's, you either. Let's get on track for two seconds. What's happening right now is we are making art. Art. Yes, <laughs> we are making serving loners or delusional ice. I think it's serving delusional loners ice. So at this point in the room is uh, me, who is Dylan, and Justin. Me, who is Justin? And <laughs> hi, I'm Bill. And My- then we also have. The Delusional Loners podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bill. Uh, Chris. And you may remember Chris from uh, a an older episode. where I We talked about gender roles. And Abraham Lincoln for probably too long. Gender roles, history, and Abraham Lincoln roles. <laughs> Morrow Traveler, I'm Andrew. <laughs> okay, so the last three that you heard are... The delusional owners. Bill overlaps both of our podcasts. So yeah, he's the Venn diagram he's, middle. He, yeah, I was just going to say, he's the centerpiece of this Venn diagram. So we recorded an episode where Justin and I were on the delusional owners podcast, and that aired last Thursday. On the day of giving thanks. Yes. So, if you don't listen to the delusional owners podcast... Or you don't celebrate bullshit Thanksgiving. Please go and check it out. We would be thankful. Indeed. Because this is, in a way, this is part two. I'm so yeah. fucking tired of people who are like, fucking Thanksgiving, fuck that shit. Just having food. It's just eating too much and seeing your family. Eating too many Out of everybody things. in this room that Both I, things think I would think Thanksgiving is bullshit, I would peg it on Andrew. Like, if an angel came in here and was like, <laughs> you need to pick one person who hates Thanksgiving, I'd be like, Andrew. <laughs> no question. Andrew, Andrew. Andrew cares so little, too little to actually actively hate it i hate it for the ritualistic murder Ugh. and but it didn't uh, 
you're self-righteous and you have white guilt. No, Are you gonna I give don't up have your... white guilt. I Are thought you're... you were saying the ritualistic murder of the turkeys. Yeah. That's why. Oh, Fuck that bullshit. Oh, I thought Native American. But what Andrew. Were... But what I don't you care were hearing about at the beginning of this podcast is us wrapping up, is us footnoting. <laughs> we had an epilogue. Still being we had an afterwards of the end of the delusional loners half of this. Yeah. So check that out. And then delusionaloners.com. So I think that we should, on one hand, it's like a, it's like an onion with many layers. Yeah. Ancient Buddhist proverb of the onion yes. with many layers. <laughs> yes. Uh, where I think that we should hold artists to some standard because otherwise there's so much. Do you mean morally? I don't know what I mean. I don't, okay. uh, morally, I, I don't think. I think we, we should hold, hold human beings to moral exactly. standards. That, exactly. I don't think. But then, I think we learned last time. I don't agree. <laughs> How do you develop a universal moral code? Ex- well, it has Just to. Don't be, be shitty to people. It has to be Bill and Ted. for the viewer or listener of the art for the recipient. Like I don't want to say is, audience. This is not even talking it... about art because, as I said, I don't know if it was caught on recording or not. I vehemently disagree with having a standard for art. <laughs> I could not disagree with a statement more about art having a standard. And I agree with why you say you disagree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I just think it's 100% counterintuitive to art to I vehemently have a standard. Agree. Vehemently, guys. Oh, I can't vehemently. say that word. You're not allowed vehemently. to say Vehemently. Vehemently. But there's an H in there. Vehemently. Uh, I hate yeah. them and- Vehemently. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you on why you said that. Yeah, I just there's think an H and that's goes. part of the onion. I, I, yeah, I just think like when you start saying like this is art, this you is not art, this, and you start having a box. Can art be good or bad? One or the absolutely. Okay, uh, that's who decides that. You as a consumer. Okay. Ooh, when we, when we well, I was gonna say consumers. I was art. gonna say let's change that word, and then I why I'm close to agree. by definition. You're right. You experiencing no, you're right. art, you're right. you are consuming it. You're right. But I'm not saying you're buying it. I'm saying you're yeah. looking at it or listening yeah, to and it consuming or experiencing it. it. Yeah, um, and consuming it. In some but no, like it's 100 percent up to the person who is experiencing the art. There we if, go. Yeah. Uh, whether or Semantics. not. Yeah. Yeah. Whether totally. or not it is or is not good or bad. Yeah. But the moment you set a standard and say anything that isn't above this standard is bad, you are no longer creating art. At that point, you're creating a product. Art is not a product, in my opinion. That, well, then, that's I think all really that, good. can movies be art, then? You're selling them. I think that if you don't have a standard you, for books, what... You can sell no, art. But you I sell mean, art. I don't mean selling it. I mean the... Can you... If you're going to talk... Make it easier for him, and then move the yeah, move the. I mic just down. asked a direct question, so I took the mic. So yeah, I get a chance to speak. I'm trying to interrupt less on this show. <laughs> no, yeah. like I'm not saying at the point of sale, it's becoming a product. I'm saying as soon as you assign it a level to it, okay. As soon as you put a standard, a like bar that has to be put over, it's then no longer an art, but it's a product. Not saying if you pay for it or don't pay for it, that does not matter. What matters is that you're saying anything that doesn't meet this standard does not become art, is no longer creating art, in my opinion. That's really good. Uh, I think that if you don't have an aesthetic standard for art, it sullies all art. That's really good, too. Are you saying... I don't care how... You don't need to have, like, an extremely pretentious or, like, high aesthetic bar for art, but you need to have some bar for art, or else this Sunkiss can is art. And if you think this Sunkiss can is art, fine, but you need to tell me why, or else... Because it actually says (laughs) Sin-kissed. Do we have to explain Holy shit. It does. 
What do you mean explain it? Can you explain why that's not art? Why is the burden... So you're saying that for for me, I don't think for me, why Why it's not art, like where, where's my aesthetic bar located? Cause the sun kiss can falls under my aesthetic bar for art. So you're saying that the burden of proof is put on the person that assigns value. Yeah. Not of course. Okay. I think that's good. I think that's good. So you're saying as, as an individual, we need to, I say as an individual, as like a pretentious person, (laughs) I prefer it would be societal. I would prefer everyone have my opinion on art. (laughs) Gotcha. But yeah, I think realistically it's an individualistic thing. Cool. Justin Bill. I'm just taking po- photos of those guys talking. I don't know. I feel you, bro. There's so many <laughs> I I mean I don't have a lot of opinions on this, but uh I definitely think that there should be some kind of bar to say like, "Hey, here's some criteria to say that it's good or bad based upon like research and historical things of like Here's all the stuff that we know historically what looks good or what looks bad, blah, blah, blah. But I also don't think you can classify it as not art if it doesn't meet those standards. I think, yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know. Anything you want to call art can be art. There we go. Like, obviously, somebody using the Sunkiss can as a point, somebody designed that. But why was it designed? In order to sell the product. Right. I don't think that's To make it appealing. Marketing. But marketing like, like uses for instance, art. You know the guy who, um, I don't remember, I can't remember his name, but the dude who put a toilet in an art Marcel studio. Marcel Duchamp. Yeah. yeah, Duchamp. So, like, I don't think... Listen to, to the urinal. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think a urinal... Assigned our mutt. I don't think, uh, I don't think a, a urinal is a, is a work of art. I think that specific urinal is, because there is an aesthetic intention behind its display. Right. Like, you could put a display on that would convince me that, sun, that, that that specific sun can... Sun... How, what the fuck is this soda called? Sunkiss. Sun that, that fucking su- Sinkiss can is I, art. But I that specific one, not it. all Sinkists. Yeah. I can't unsee yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's, it's really trippy. Sin-kiss. It's trippy. Yeah. All right. Well, here's something that throws back to the previous conversation because I don't know that one would call the fountain, which is the, yeah. the work. I don't know that one would consider that art unless they looked at the history surrounding its creation. You know? No, I, I would. I think it's art because, well, like the. But what I'm saying with the whole intent thing that I was talking about in the last studio is, or like, burden on the on the viewer, is like in that because it's in an art studio, yeah. you're automatically you have to think as the person like why is this here? What if there's a sin kissed can in the art studio? That then it changes what it is, and now Campbell I think of why yeah. it's there. So so you're saying putting a frame around something? Sometimes that's what someone you, accidentally left their. I, I don't. When you were saying before with historical context, sure. I think that if you look at the fountain outside of its historical context, I don't know how many people would consider it art, but I'm guessing a great deal less than you might still consider it. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that you have to do research to get an aesthetic value from it. Yeah. So the first time I heard about it, someone's just like, "Did you know a guy put a urinal in an art gallery as like a piece of art?" And I was like, "That's really interesting." And then now it's gotten me thinking, like, "Why is that a piece of art? What's the commentary it's attempting to make?" And so then you get aesthetic value that way without having to like do the extra legwork. When I was talking about that, I'm talking about more of like kind of you're the saying burden you're putting upon on you. Yeah, the burden okay. you're putting upon. So your... you're saying you shouldn't have to research all. Sure, art. sure, sure. Okay, sure. I agree with that. But you're, you're, some on art some you level, get more out of on, yeah, sure, you okay. might okay. you okay. might be able right. to get more okay. value out of it. But okay. I think that if the only way you can get like so, say I write like a book that's completely unintelligible, like you read it and you just are like, I don't know what the fuck this means. Nothing makes sense here. But then like there's like a piece of information you can get from outside of the book. That once you hear it, like kind of like seeing Sin Kissed here, 
like someone has to point out to you like this one little fact about the book, and all of a sudden its commentary makes sense. I think that's bad art. I think that if I'm completely at a loss when I just look at the work of art, that you failed in some way. But what if the art is a commentary on something, and you're it was so long ago that you're not aware of what it was a commentary on? Can we take? Is me, that bad? My, uh, what, I think it loses its art. Like I think Gulliver's Travels has gotten less aesthetically valuable over time because okay. that has a lot of extremely specific references to 17th century british politics and those parts are lost to me but i think the novel is still read now because it still has a lot of critiques that stand the test of is time. it bad art no i think it's just get i think it it i think it was more aesthetically valuable in the 17th century when it was written but a second ago you said it's bad art if it doesn't hold up and I'm not no, trying no, to nail no, no, you to the I'm wall. Saying, I'm not I know, trying I'm to saying nail you to the wall. But... It's gotten less valuable. Like, it's lost a part of its aesthetic value. So it's not bad art? No. Because okay. it still has the part where it's just like, a lot of the sections are still just like really biting and accurate criticisms of human nature and kind of like our societal issues that are still plaguing us today. But that, that's but I think because I, we haven't progressed then, right? Shouldn't sure. all art be bad if society is making the right steps forward? Ooh. Oh, well, like... Like, uh... This has been Serving Ice. <laughs> My name's Dylan. Find us. Like, uh... <laughs> that was... Specifically, uh, what... Satire, I think. Definitely. Okay. I think specifically, ideally, in 50 years, people won't be able to understand the Colbert Report. Yes. Because that yeah, archetype of American society yes. will be dead. Hopefully. Yes. A lot but of people be, don't but... understand... Colbert now. Report now. Well, no, yeah. But, but for, right. yeah. I, I'm saying I, I hope that in 50 years, people are like, I don't know what that is. Right. It because makes no sense. Right. Do you, you not, know do you not like it? Is that the mark of good art then? Well, that, I mean, I've got, we've got, we've talked about this on Delusional Owners where my biggest thing with satire is that I'm not sure if it does any good whatsoever politically, politically speaking. Like, does The Daily Show actually do any good political work? Because the person whose mind might be able to be changed is never going to watch The Daily Show because they know it's liberal. A person who's going to watch The Daily Show is already liberal, and their mind's not going to be changed of anything. Or, like, specifically The Colbert Report, because that's more satire. So, like, there are Republicans who watch The Colbert Report, and they're dumb, so they don't get the satire. Therefore, you've lost the target audience that you're trying to convince of something. I watch The Colbert Report because I think it's hilarious, but I already have that opinion, so you've not gained anything. My dad is a Republican and watches The Colbert Report and thinks it's funny, but still, like, respectfully disagrees with their ideas about politics. So I just, I don't know if satire ever can successfully change anything. What about bringing to light issues that need addressed? Sure, it can do that, but I think it's intellectual masturbation. I think only the people who already agree with that point are going to get it or read it. There was something with John Stewart, and you switched it over to the Colbert Report, so this might be irrelevant. No, it, it, it should be pretty relevant still. There was a bill that I believe was for the 9-11 responders to yes. get some kind of... Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. To get medical assistance. Yeah, and it was getting shot down until mm -hmm. John Stewart brought it up, and then all of these other places were like, yeah, that's fucked up, and then it passed. So I think that's an example that we can probably say... But this one do time you think the same thing would have happened if it had been presented the way that Colbert would present it? Because John Stewart does satire sometimes, but I remember that segment, and it was not satire, it was just straight-up news reporting. I think that in an imaginary world where it could go anyway, I'm envisioning it in my head. Yeah. I'm creating my own art. Sure, sure. I'm writing Colbert fan fiction in my mind. And <laughs> You've I'm got saying, to. There's only 12 episodes left. Nah, You're going to yeah. have to soon. Yeah. Is it, there? He's dying. He's going Slowly. to be. He's going into CBS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Jeez. 12 episodes. In what I've fashioned in my I mind. I had to remember exactly yes. what you I meant by that. that. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm just more cynical than you. 
Did you guys see the Colbert Report? Sorry, I'm skipping around real quick. No, but, do it. Uh, curious about this. Anna Siskarian, I'm probably mispronouncing her name. Gamergate. Yeah, I saw Sarkeesian. that. Okay. Sarkeesian? Yes. What did I say? Anna Skanesian? Yeah, that's not it. Anna Stop talking to the microphone and say it. Oh, Anita Sarkeesian. Her. Sorry for mispronouncing her name. It's not because I think she's less of a person. I just am stupid and can't pronounce names. She was on Colbert Rapport talking about feminism and video games and basically the, the whole Gamergate thing, which is so multifaceted that I want to stay out of it. But I was curious about this only because, like, I agree and there, it shouldn't be as multifaceted as, you know, just don't maybe you can disagree with somebody, but don't threaten their life because that's shitty no matter who it is. Um, but also certain people just do that because they think it's a joke and they're not serious. And that's a whole nother story and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. point is Colbert apparently interviewed her mm-hmm. and Did you actually see the interview. I didn't watch the interview because the thing that I saw was supposedly an outtake that never made it to air, but several people who were supposedly in the audience supposedly recorded it. Supposedly oh, like iPhones. Yeah. And it the question was like, do you blame real life violence on violence in video games? And she said, No, of course not. And he said, Well then how can sexism in games create sexism in people if violence in games doesn't create violence in people? And I don't really want to debate whether or not that's because that's obviously the like silly, but at the same time, what's that? I don't think it's that silly. I think it's thought provoking. Yeah, but I think it's shades of gray. I don't think you can say it's good for one to say you applied this rule here. Why doesn't it apply here? But I think there's a pretty valid reason why it doesn't apply there, right? I I I think so. But killing people isn't a climate of there, negativity the, towards women. Yeah, there's you know? well, uh, I think my point on that would but be it, well, not that's not culture. wait wait wait, but that's yeah, there, that's a I'm good point. I'm pretty sure we do have a murder culture. Nah, you're silly. We got mad murders. Um, but like the point was is that that was something that supposedly happened. But did you guys hear about that? I did was not that, hear about that. Nor did I. I watched the interview though, and I can confirm that it was not okay on the air. Did it? it felt like to me reading it was the classic Colbert. I got you. But, like, I'm arguing for the wrong side kind of thing. I got you, but clearly I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. So you think they cut that out to... Because, like, it came across more as... Like, whoa, yeah, we got too real there. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, because, like, when you said that, I was like, I started thinking. Yeah. Yeah, you're like... Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, like it's just got way more complicated. Like, I like things like that yeah. on like the surface level. It's like, oh shit! But then, like, you remember, oh yeah, that's right. It's not encouraged to murder, even if it is encouraged to fantasize about it in like video games and movies and music sure. and blah blah blah. But it is weird that the sexism thing is boys will is, be boys. Yeah, exactly. It's like ah, whatever. It's just you know, yeah, Boop. like that is given a pass almost universally, whereas murder is almost universally right. not given a pass. And in the unless yeah. it's sanctioned by the U.S. government. Well, well, yeah, unless you murder a woman. In that's in, wait a minute, wait a minute. If in that exact, your property, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. You're allowed if you own them. <laughs> that you, nobody owns. People. I thought that would get. I thought that would get that. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded really serious. Uh, um. <laughs> But, like, it's funny in that the duality right there was, you know, like, this woman is talking about how there should be more uh, decent role models in 
in video games and then not like where all the women are like basically weak and helpless and need rescued. But also on top of that, the ethics in journalism, including all journalism, but specifically video game journalism. And then the reason she was speaking out about it was because of that. And then she got death threats, which are being kind of like, oh, kids are just joking around. There's no way that you can take death threats serious on the internet. Duh. I'm not opposed to talking about this, but I did not come prepared at all. Because I don't. You're saying no, I don't no. Know a lot it, about it either. Well, it was more about the Colbert thing, and then you guys started making me think can a little I, bit I more about it. I have two things. Going back to some of the art talk, I think you had said something similar to the was point. Was it pretentious? Because I probably... Probably. About if you need to explain your art, is it really successful? Is that something that you had said or something similar? Sure. If, I'll if agree, the, I will agree with that. If you paint a painting... And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. And then you have to like go up and give an hour-long speech for everyone to be like, yeah, that was an awesome painting. I think your painting sucks. Okay. Especially if they're cr- probably pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. <laughs> the speech sounds awesome. Yeah, I, yeah I, they're I, crying because of the speech, not because yeah. of the art. Some of the things that popped in my mind was, what's that song? I know you want it. I know you Blurred need lines. it. Blurred lines. I remember reading that that guy was trying to make a satire of that kind of idea in the culture robin thick robin thick right do we think robin thick is that guy what if he is no and i'm not saying i'm not I'm, saying he's not <laughs> right that's my see, here's that's where i think historical readings of art are dangerous because all of a sudden now you refuse to believe it's a satire because of your opinions about him as a person whereas maybe there's like an aesthetic reading where if you don't think about robin thick writing it it's clear that it's a satire but, but because what if, you think maybe someone like but what if we do a historical reading and we say that the climate for this is rife for satire on this and then yeah. that would sway me in the other way you know sure so but I he, think, but I think that if, but then in the second scenario, the actual aesthetic of the song is not rife with satire. It's just you're like, it seems like this would be a great time for satire. <laughs> then I think that clearly we, the art is not satirical. But I'm saying it could go either way. The reading. No, I'm disagreeing. That it I'm can't go either way. If blurred lines, we just say blurred line. We take it right. Let's say I have no idea what the lyrics are. I don't know. Let's say hypothetically, they're blurry it is in my object- head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's say uh, like hypothetically, there is a reading that's clearly that it's a satire of rape culture in america i'm saying that either section you put it in the historical his background as an artist or the political climate at the time shouldn't matter i should think be, you should separate it that. should be able to stand on I, something yeah exactly. you know, the, the more and i don't think that it did i think he sure created that's it. why it falls down people were like what the fuck is this and then they made and a storyline because they're like this is then, so offensive i think he's like satire. come on guys it's a satire I think yeah, his, sure, and then sure. everyone's PR like consultant you must is an be artist. really confused sure sure uh, just a fun fact. Does about anybody the video? else remember hearing that? Just no. yes. am I the only I person? Do. Okay. A fun fact okay. about the video is his wife wrote and partially directed it. That makes so it like, I know women. That fact was like a goddamn carnival. It was so fun. You know, uh, <laughs> reminds me of a lady who made a shirt for a friend. I was who happens to be a scientist. <laughs> so, um, the more I'm so sorry. Go for it. The more you talk about that, the more I really disagree with it. And I'm not saying all art should be explained, because I think, in my opinion, you'll probably get some bullshit, you know? Wait, wait, but, but so I, you're, I you're think say- it's a boring world to live you're, in, you're, if I took, where you understand but, everything. But you're saying that if I took, like, a, like, a, like, the, a passage from a medical textbook from the 1700s that's about how black people are physically inferior to white people, and I released it today, that it is a satire because of the political climate of current day America? 
it was I'm just saying that if an artist did that today, because an artist did it, because now you're again getting way caught you, up in well, the person you who did it. Could be the artist. No, if I was say like I was just like guys, like this is just my thoughts. Like here's my manifesto, and it's just like really specific, detailed, researched work of this racist idea of how black people are just factually inferior to white people. You think because of the political climate right now, that is a satire? No, but you're telling me your intent on it now. I think no, no, if I'm a, saying if a this book is how was it reads. Just I'm released, saying this is how it reads. I think if a book was just released by someone, maybe so, I so, would take into so, account so like their past history as a person and if they're like oh i just found I, out they dude, were in the and kkk I'm say, and i'm saying yeah, if then i, I would and like, i'm saying if i handed you the manifesto written by like the leader of the kkk and i didn't tell you who wrote it you'd still think it was racist garbage trash like you know what i mean yes and you're saying it's only racist garbage trash once you find out that it's written by the leader of the kkk otherwise you would assume it was satire no, I'm not saying by default I would assume it was satire. I think I would examine the events around the release of it. The release <laughs> The yeah, release I'm saying you're not, I'm yeah, saying you're not allowed to do that, Dylan. You, I'm saying you just have to read the text up. and make a decision. You are... You, are you pick it up me, and then you're reading you it. You are giving me an extreme example here. I just think that life would be boring if I was as intelligent as every artist. Right, life would be boring if gravity like was a thing. It would be way more exciting if I could fly. If gravity was a thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Nobody understands that you discounted Newton last <laughs> and, and you guys should have listened to our episode first, because then you understand yes. that because Newton was a rapist, I don't, I don't believe in gravity. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, you, like, you know what? The world, you guys, yeah, he didn't like women. The world would, he wasn't a rapist. Or, I mean, he was homophobic. No, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the world or maybe would be molested more kids, yeah. If he didn't like apples. Fly, but we can't. That's it, not the world we live in. So you fucked the shit but, out of apples. With what you're saying, you're taking such a, a hard approach to this. But no, my hard approach is just you it, read the text and they're ha- like you form an opinion on that. Sure, yeah. But I think that it... And you're saying, like, I don't want to live in a world with racism. So when I read a text, I'm going to try my hardest to no, find a no, reason I'm why not, it's satire. No, I'm not saying that at all. No? No, but I'm saying Dylan I'm Dylan sure wants that... to live in a world with racists. <laughs> at, what... every, at, uh, at every corner he turns. I'm saying that I could see that being done in my head by someone saying this is an artistic endeavor. But. That's such an extreme example. I'm saying I'm throwing that example out yeah, the window. Sure. I'm rejecting the example that you're, you're trying reje- to you're force upon premise, me. Sure. Because you're then the burden of a premise is on you. Now you have to put a counter premise. Sure. Along my, the same my, lines. My counter along the same lines right, you is being be such getting, an extreme premise. No, no, no. You have to, no, along the same lines of trying to figure out if a text is not satirical on its own. Whether no, I'm not, the I'm not even saying climate matters. I'm not even saying a text is satire. But when you're saying that an artist should not ever explain their work if it is its bad work. No, what I'm, <laughs> I'm reacting. Exactly I'm reacting earlier, to right? the comment you made that if a piece comes out in a certain political climate, then it could be read as satirical. It could be and read I'm, as anything. And I'm making an argument for a piece to be I'm satirical. It has to be satirical in its writing. I'm rejecting not that. Not in the time it came out. It's got to have clues inside the writing. It doesn't have, to have clues. It has to be satirical. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It can't just be like this is so racist. It can't be this racist. It's 2014. But can it be? It art? must be satire. Sure. What well, I I'm we I thought we were done with the art thing. We were moving on to satire. No, 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 no. I was going with the art thing. It's- no, I was only responding to your comment where you're saying like that blurred lines could be satirical just by looking at the political climate. That you were like, oh, I would expect it to be satirical, so it is satirical. And I'm no, arguing I'm- that something has to be satirical to be satirical. Not it just has to be in existence at the right time to be satirical. No, I was saying that to your other thing. I feel like you're headbutting me with your uh, with your. With your brain, you know. 
<laughs> That's how headbutts work, Dylan. <laughs> no. No, you're you're so, like full brain exposed like headbutting me with your brain, which is fine. I don't understand what that you means. You can keep headbutting me. Insult? Welcome to Serving Ice. <laughs> you, you can keep headbutting I me. I can but... imagine it like a Doctor Who episode, but then I feel like I'm not getting the whole gist of what you're trying to say to me. No, what I'm trying to say is when you said to Justin that if somebody has to go up and explain sure. a painting for an hour, sure. it's a bad painting. But the most, I'm saying most... I'm say, no, I'm saying this is the thing. If somebody has to puts a painting on a wall and everyone's like that painting is great look at all these things i like about it and then goes up and explains why he did it this way that way this way what this means to him that's a fine that's a good painting if someone puts a painting on a wall and everyone's like that is so shitty i don't i get nothing from it i get nothing from it and then he's like wait but you haven't heard my 60 minute speech about it then he gives that speech and then everyone's like oh my god this is the best piece of work ever i have a feeling that the painting is probably shitty the speech is probably great art with your clarification I agree with that more than what I read your original statement to be from the words that you used. I'm pretty sure I used all the same words. No, but... Justin and Bill, can I get, like, back up on this? The My other point was... <laughs> um, you were talking about how satire works in a way where the people who already agree with well, it I, watch it. That's just what I think might be true. Okay. I'm not saying that fact. Yeah, but all. that's what you said. You said it. Yeah, I said okay. I think that might be a thing. Yeah, you said it. It came out of my mouth. Correct. Yes. That people who watch satire, if they agree, they're already, already, they're there's gonna no agree. point in convincing them. I definitely agree with that, but I also feel like I am kind of like a living example of a person whose ideas can be changed. Just for the simple fact is like I used like ten years ago used to be a very Republican hardcore yeah. Christian, and, and now I don't consider effective... myself a very Republican hardcore. And satire Christian. was an effective thing. To... I, I'm trying to think of a specific example. I remember is in college. There was a article that was given out to us in either philosophy class or another class. I don't recall which one it was, but it was about how somebody was introducing a law to ban effeminate men from marrying women. Mm-hmm. And it was a satire on gay marriage, yeah, basically. Sure. And I remember reading it and going, holy shit, like, that makes sense. So okay, why well, would you well, ever ban... Well, then I'm happy because now I'm leaning towards the <laughs> idea that satire is effective. <laughs> well, thank you. So then also with Colbert, we were saying, mm-hmm. how many people do you think must get satire before it is successful? Because there was that Colbert issue months ago. With a where, Bong Ching yeah, that airplane thing. thing. And I remember... That's I a little remember, different just because that was taken out of context with for satire. Right, it's so right. Much but harder. I, that woman, who, I don't know who she, who she was. I don't recall at this point. But that woman who took that and ran with and it. ran with it. Yeah. I believe she was aware of what he was and understood. Yeah, she wasn't, but when she was confronted with it, she was like, "I don't care. It's still racist." Yeah, yeah. And like, I remember there being a really, line. I thought she was aware. I, I didn't. I thought she no, was no, not. no, no. And then when she, she got confronted. She yeah, was like, I don't give a shit. It's still racist. Really? Yeah, I remember she there found being, out about it. Yeah. After the fact, and was like, it doesn't matter, it's still racist. She just had no idea who Colbert was. Yeah, she thought I remember it was there like, being a line that said some, that, uh, about her, or maybe someone, people, her supporters saying that we're tired of white men who are comedians saying these things and hiding behind satire for these damaging things. Sure, they get to say fucked they get up to shit, say, yeah. and they're like, I was just kidding. Right. As somebody who says fucked up shit, and then it's like, I'm just kidding, <laughs> I agree, it's fucked up. I still support yeah. Colbert, and I like what he does, but it got me thinking of, like, is there validity in that kind of statement of, should that, we be able to say, 
those type of things and be like, hey, it's just satire. You don't get it. You are not as smart as me. You are not as in well, tune think, or in I touch think- with the situation well, is me. I think it depends on like the satire you're doing because yeah. a lot of the time satire is some of the braver things you can be doing. Like, have you seen the Egyptian guy who comes on the Daily Show a few times who's been arrested like twelve times because he basically has the uh, Middle Eastern version of the Daily Show in Egypt? He basically just does the same show. He satirizes with, with Stewart on his show. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. Yeah, he yeah, satirizes yeah. Uh, the Muslim regime there and in other countries. And I think satire like that is so brave that yeah. But then there is like bad satire. Chris. Yeah, I think potentially blurred lines could be a perfect example of what's bad satire. Because, like, you shouldn't have to follow up satire with that was satire. Yeah, unless like, it was well, taken out of context. Like, well executed. With Colbert was. Yeah, well executed satire should not have to explain itself. The Colbert situation was, like, an isolated subject. I think. Well, it people- wasn't even that. It was, like, a seven minute segment on television reduced to a soundbite tweet. Yeah, soundbite tweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, with no context at all. And I believe it wasn't even... Go ahead, Chris. The reason I think Blurred Lines attempted to be a generic cookie-cutter pop song, and when it was shockingly met with outrage, they were like, wait, it's satire, guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point where it's no longer satire, where you're using it as a scapegoat. Okay. Whereas, like, the whole Colbert scenario was a person didn't know it was satirical. I think there's a very difference between mass consumption, not knowing it's satirical, and then you saying it's satirical. That's totally different than a minority group saying this isn't satirical, and then a majority group who regularly consumes whatever the product is saying, no, it is satirical. He does this a lot. Yeah, but we were also talking about people that watch this show and think that he is real, factual, and is what he presents himself as and not a satire. At what point what are we I looking at this and saying, you know... But there's literally no way for a dude, even if he believes that Colbert is being 100% upfront with who he is, would hear the deal with the... um the owner of the Washington Redskins, instead of changing the name... He opened uh, the Redskins Foundation for <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Native American Heritage yeah, yeah, Museum yeah. or some shit. And in response, Colbert was like, yeah, that's a great idea. That's why I'm starting Ching Chong Ding Dong's sensitivity towards Orientals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, there's no way that a person could buy into Colbert 100% and then hear that and still go, oh, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I agree. Cut they the, they would have to get that. You think? God, there's That's so optimistic. There's you're, you're literally how you, met, no. how you met really fucking stupid people? Can I throw out three Good things? Good point. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I, I just... <laughs> I don't want to be that kind of person who's like, oh, you don't get the humor. It's satire. Obviously, you don't get it. I'm far more superior than you. But, like, I you also want to be the type of person who's like, come on, like, it's satire. Quit making, like, a big deal about it. Right. I don't want to be either of those two people, and I don't know where the line is. I don't think you have to be shitty about it's it. Blurred. It's blurred. It's blurred. It's blurred. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Three things. I just want to make it clear that I don't think blurred lines is satire. I don't care what climate we're in. I definitely think the fucking PR guy is, uh, uh that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that guy's an artist. I, He's I, a fucking magician. He's a misdirection guy. Yeah. We caught him, but he gave it his all. Um, <laughs> also, with what you're saying, Chris, I think that's examining the legacy, which I think touches on examining the history behind art to determine something. You know, and I'm not saying that that supports or denies like one side of one thought process, you know, which Andrew's mm-hmm. on one side, I'm, I'm on the other side, but I think it grazes that territory, you yeah. know, cause I think it's all, 
kind of a cloudy mess. And the other thing I wanted to say, I think I may have lost the last thing. I hope it was not. Lost what? Oh, You'll get it. Oh, I thought her issue was it's safe for white people to make jokes about Asians because... Of systemic racism? Yeah, we haven't gotten to the point where it's like, that's fucked up. Would he make that joke about black people? I thought that that was her argument. I think that if Colbert didn't already have a character named Ching Chong Ding Dong... But why he had he have that character? Because of something that he did before that had something to do with the Washington Redskins. But I think that goes back into the... Like, I think the, it goes that's more... That's acceptable. I know? think it's not so much acceptable as it's how much more absurd... It would be, but he didn't have a character in blackface, though. But no, this is why, though. I think I'm not saying you're wrong. I would would think we would have to ask him. I think the racism is sort of different, though, in the sense that, like, I, you know what, you know what, it might be. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it might be the fact that, regardless, if it were fucking genius satire with the climate today, if it were using black folks. In order to make the point, that would not fly. It would be 100%. There's no possible way that could be satire, goddammit. Yeah. That is racism. And I think that that was her point, was why are we the go-to whipping thing? And I, I think that's an important question to ask. I still support Colbert, but... Probably you know. because people forgot about the railroads. People forgot about the... Um, <laughs> internment camps. Yeah, the internment camps. That's not a big deal because we don't talk about it all the time. Well, and it was like apologized for... Right. Like, the U.S. government uh, as a whole apologized for it during... But haven't they apologized for racism? Or, yeah, no. haven't they apologized for racism? Racism doesn't exist these days, Bill. Right. Yeah, sure. I hear it all the time yeah. on my Facebook feed. Right, right. Didn't they apologize for slavery? They must have. <laughs> Maybe. Haven't they? They must have. It had to have happened. Is it, uh, like, a serious white guilt problem? What do you mean? Like, what else could it be? Is it that white people are just afraid, like... Do they think, like, the Charlie Manson stuff, like, there's going to be a race war? Because, I mean, like... I want to disagree with your premise that Colbert wouldn't do that with black people. I think he absolutely would. I think he would, but it's not necessarily that he would or wouldn't. It's that he did or didn't, and he didn't. Maybe he did before. Like, maybe he did with another character. Do you think it's maybe because Asian culture has been sort of appropriated in a similar way to white people as Native American culture has? Because, like, you can argue that African American culture hasn't quite been as appropriated. Well, I mean, there's not a football team called, like, the Tennessee Chain Gang or, like... Yeah, but there are, like, a hundred white kids who think they're Biggie Smalls. A hundred? That's a weird <laughs> Just one hundred of them. One hundred miles! There are a hundred white kids nationwide who think they're Biggie Smalls. <laughs> no, but my... Uh, what I, <laughs> Just one hundred. I, I don't... <laughs> But the thing is, is I'm not saying that it's not being on an individual basis culturally appropriated, but industrially and by the government and by society at large, mm-hmm. it is more culturally appropriated. Like, there are teams in all sports that are Native American themed, and culturally, the Asian populations have also experienced like a great deal of cultural appropriation and sort of a false culture was created about them and the same for the native american there is something to say about the fact that it's kind of seen okay to talk about native americans and asians that's what i'm saying like it's okay there is something weird about it's okay as a society to appropriate those things yeah going back to a very old callback a white person in a mohawk is an okay thing yeah 
Because people are just like, oh, it's just a But a white a kid who thinks he's Biggie Smalls or behaves as though he is Biggie right. Smalls is not okay. Well, right. Think that's okay. Well, they're uh, like societally, maybe. I think we think it's just as okay as a Mohawk at this point. I think there was a time when we didn't. Talking to the microphone. You know in the early 90s when like Snoop Dogg was really popular with white kids? You mean now and forever. Well, but like specifically like when he, <laughs> there's like one quote where someone was like, is it racist that all these kids are like saying the N-word, quoting your lyrics? And then he was talking about how like he was approaching his music as being like a civil rights movement because like now we've got their kids singing our music. Right. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing is like where I think African-American culture has been appropriated into mainstream white American culture way more than Native American or... Well, or but there's Asian a difference culture. between... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, I agree with that also, but I don't think that it's... Uh, I don't... I didn't use the word appropriation. I think it for whatever... I don't know that it's... I don't know why, but I think that there's a weird fear white people being racist specifically towards black people anything sure. else goes sure 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 because even like 90 percent of the people who like are afraid of islam are afraid of brown people and they can't distinguish between a worship a christian who happens to be from the middle east but they see a picture of a guy who looks like he's from the middle east and he could be from fucking Texas. And they'll just yeah. be like, God damn Islam. Like, oh, he's going to come over here and behead my daughter and, marry, you know, and like and all that stuff. You know what I mean? White people are not afraid to be racist against anybody but black people. And I don't know why. I think it comes down to a weird fear that like the black guy will get you. That's what I honestly think it is. I don't have an answer. Like, I don't disagree to, with that. it probably has to do with our history. You know, we have a history of enslaving one particular race, and sure, but I mean, you know, the argument can be made three that generations ago, four almost. Yeah, but the you argument know, can be made that years ago we threw Japanese people in we camps. Did. We less did less than a hundred years ago, and they worked in those camps for no pay. Yeah, it was essentially slavery, and they were forced to learn democracy and what it meant to be an American to combat even when they were already americans yeah exactly (laughs) i don't have a real answer i don't know i think some of the sports teams too goes to where i think it brushes with the examining the history of shit but some of the sports teams it's like no we're paying homage to but we all know that's bullshit right no it's totally i I think it's totally bullshit specifically with native american stuff there is that tendency especially in i've noticed in like this area a lot for all white people to be like, Ugh, I'm like an eighth Native yeah. American. I'm a sixteenth yeah. Native American. So yes. it's cool for us. Like we are naming our sports teams because we are Native American, yeah. right? To the and listener, like, there are a lot of sports teams. Like yeah, as like far as in this region, this whole area is called the Greater Susquehanna Valley. Like yeah. that's a Native American yeah. word. Yeah, we have. And you know, will we get to the point? The Shemokin Indians. Will we get to the Shikalimi point where Braves. people are like we should call it something else? Like two hundred years from now, will there be someone that's like it's not okay that it's isn't that whitewashing it though? The issue with, like, the Redskins and stuff is that that's, like, a racial slur. Yeah, but there was a point in time where that passes the bar. No, I know, but I'm saying, and then, like, the Indians, their mascot is, like, a racial stereotype of, like, an Indian chief. It's really offensive. But, like, the fact that this area is named the Susquehanna Valley and the river is still called the Susquehanna, that seems not offensive. That seems, like, genuine, like, acknowledgement of the roots of the area. Yeah, Shemokin's like a Native American for, word. For us, like in Shikalimi. 50 years, be like, this river is now the Johnson Wells Scott River. Right. Like, you I, know I agree with you to I, a very large extent, but I will say it's weird to me when people, not even about the Susquehanna thing, like I think yeah. that's probably good to maintain some kind of original 
thing there, you know? But I think it, I would also listen to someone who's like, wait a second, you fucking killed him, you raped him, you kicked him out of their land, you killed them more. Is it rubbing salt in the wound? Yeah, but then you're going to have it be the Susquehanna River. Isn't that fucking nice? Uh, I would hear that person out as well. Yeah, it's also the Susquehanna tribe, things like that, was not the actual name of the Native Americans. Is that just what white people called them? No, uh, actually, um, the, the Delaware Indian tribe, who was much more powerful... In this area of the U.S., just was like, that's what they're called, and had the ability to name this area of Native American tribes. Because, like, the Delaware tribe was, like, allies with Anglo-Saxon people at the time. Yeah. They were the ones helping Anglo-Saxon people kill Native Americans and stuff. They were on the bad side, quote-unquote. Like, they were helping out, and they were just like, these are the Susquehanna people. Wait, whose side were they on? They were on the white people's side. Okay. The Delaware Valley tribe were violent against other Native Americans. So that's like a weird double, like a gray wash, white wash, double. Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, Bill, earlier you asked about what makes it more acceptable. Yeah. And I kind of had an idea as well. I think it also comes down to a point of there were generations and generations of slavery, unequal rights, oppression, where then we talked about the internment camps. It was like a flash in the pan. Like, boom, we got all these Asian heritage Americans. It was anyone from Asia. And we're going to keep them in internment camps. And then it was like a flash in the pan, five years, right? done. We're sorry. Back to normal life. Here's where I think, even though the internment camps were a little bit of a flash in the pan thing, those people were like general they, they, average members of society they were business owners right, employees right. i'm not paid, downplaying the paid right. taxes, fucked up shit that things it was. like that and then they were just ripped from their ho- they lost their homes yeah they lost their jobs they lost their businesses like sure they were only enslaved for like five to ten years only i mean that's, no, I, I, that's, no, no, that's I, what I'm, i mean I'm saying of why i think it's public enemy it's, fear of a black planet man i don't know i think that's what it is I honestly think that, like, white people are so afraid that, like, oh, like, they have an unreasonable fear of the black man. And it comes from the fact that, like, with the civil rights movement and stuff like that, where we saw that they really didn't have a problem, like, okay, you know what? It is time to step up for our rights. And the militant side, you know what I mean, with the Black Panthers and stuff like that, where white people are like, oh, uh... Uh, that's scary to me. Yeah. Asian people in America have never done that. Um, keep in mind that it was also right around the turn of the, like, the actual, when news started to become a thing. So, like, you were inundated, like, people were watching, you know, riots happen on the news, you know? And how can you not look at that and go, oh my god, like, that is a fearful reaction. If I say the wrong thing, they might do that to me. But when we put people in internment camps, there's no... Yeah, because they went, like, there was never, like, an afterword of, like, them so then, breaking out of the internment camps and being like, no, fuck this shit. The Native American thing was very similar. Uh-huh. It was very much like, we're not going to let this happen. We're going to fight as hard as we can to keep this from happening to us. Right. And then there was the fear of the savage, quote-unquote, for so long. Right. To the point where, like, in a bit, Andrew does, that is absolutely historically accurate. People feared the building of the Transcontinental Railroad. Right. Because it now meant 
that those Native American tribes that got pushed to the northwest had a easier access to the east coast. Right, exactly. So they were technically closer, even though they were further away. Yeah, and I just think that, like, there's just an amount of time that has gone between it happening, because a lot of the use of Native American things... It hasn't always been. I just really think that it comes down to fear. I really honestly do. I mean, like, you're making good points, but people aren't afraid to say redskin. They're not. If you go out in a bar or something like that and you say chink, you might get a few dirty looks. But I'm saying there's a time where the term redskin would have gotten a response. But I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about the reason why you can say ching chong ding dong. Chris, when you're saying that there was a time, are you saying that there was a time where you'd get the side eye for like, whoa, that's not cool? Or you would get the side eye as in like, oh my god, don't don't say you yeah, there not was cool. Yeah, okay. There's a okay. fear tied to na- there's a time where that in, And you're saying we haven't gotten there. Who's to say in fifty to a hundred years there won't be whatever the African American equivalent is that we get to a point where that's acceptable. So you're telling me that like in three hundred years we'll have the Queen N words? No, of course not. If anything, we'll get to a point in 300 years where there is no race at all. Everybody is... I thought he was saying in 300 years, they'll get to the point where, like, the Native American thing is like, whoa, that's not cool, man. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, so, like, everyone's okay with saying the term redskin right now. Well, not everyone, but... Okay. General white... Yeah, we know what you mean. Not us moral people, Chris. You've been saying it an awful lot on this podcast. (laughs) General population is okay with the term redskin being used. In a hundred years, the N-word might be socially acceptable for all races to use. I'm saying I, I, it takes... I still don't think they'll have a team. To, there has I don't to be think a we'll, I don't think there well, will no, be a team Well, no, but there. this is the thing. is like There's an aspect of Native American culture that we romanticize and that, fetishize. That's, I was about to make that point. I, I think uh, the difference as far as like imagining just a football team's name being the N-word. Right. Or the N-words. It, is that it like... It was. Uh-huh. hundred years ago, there were, were teams yeah. like that. Right, right, sure, but like getting back to that point, like being we're, so we're okay. Called that and not negative. Right, sure. I I think the one thing is that like we viewed what we did to the Native Americans as like fighting a war. <laughs> right. And like they were like a people that we beat in war, whereas yeah. like the African Americans are like a people we oppressed. We as a yeah. society view as people we oppressed for a while, and now oh we're sorry. Be in our yeah. society, live equal to us. Even if we don't realize it, as a society, we still view the Native Americans as some group of people that we have conquered. So Asian and Native Americans, it was like, hey, sorry about that, guys. But, you know, I mean, it was a war. Yeah, we got to do yeah, what we got to do. Definitely. But I don't think we ever really said, like, be in our society and be equal to us. It's like, be in our society no, we'll be over in, No, I'm here. saying, be in our society and live amongst us. Is yeah. Like, with, but, with a but black population. live amongst us right, over sure. here. The, well, live a, live no, no, you're thinking about two different things. Live you're thinking about Native Americans. He's thinking about that black yeah, people. About no, no, no. I'm thinking about about how we pushed black people to, the to ghetto. live in. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. I'm saying, like, live amongst us, but the way that we want to. We yeah, want you yeah, to. Yeah, sure, sure, totally, sure. Yeah, but yeah. like we never did that with the Native Americans. We're just like, um, we're gonna fucking kill all of you until you stop this bullshit where you try to fight back. Uh, can I be honest? Do no. any of us have more stuff to say on? Well, I wanna, I wanna find out what you think about the fear thing. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, what about the fear thing? <laughs> Do you think that the reason why, why Colbert wouldn't use a black person for that is because of because of my point because of the fear. The irrational fear that, like, like the fear of a black planet kind of thing. Uh, I gotta be honest, I gotta say I do not agree with that. I think that maybe that comes into a greater play of something in the ether, but not 
it. I'm it's not, almost like, like I'm not recognizing yeah. it. What I see it as is, for so long we were like, hey, this is a joke. Look at those Disney crows that are clearly representative of this. You know, look at this logo for this restaurant. That's right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What the look fuck? at these salt and pepper shakers in my grandma's exactly, house. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. eventually that got to be like, dude, that's not okay. That happened for so long, and what the fuck? You know. And right. I think it got to be so much of what the fuck that that's the biggest what the fuck right now. And I think that um, the woman who addressed Colbert about the Asian stereotypes, I think that she is saying, you don't do that with black people because there's a what the fuck right now about that. But we never got our what the fuck. So when is our what the fuck coming? It's coming whenever we say what the fuck. So she's saying what the fuck. And people right now are trying to say what the fuck for the Redskins team. You know, there's people that are starting to say like, yo, that's not cool. And I think that the... Do you think that also a portion of this is the fact that everybody's saying what the fuck about everything right now? I don't think... Because if you look at the civil rights movement, it was women, white women, and then black men and women. And then you go down the list. Like, that's pretty much the only... But like, now... Yeah, the Irish. Yeah, the uh, yeah, and, totally, yeah. And now civil rights is everybody. Yeah, but I don't think there's enough voices or at least enough loud voices looking out for our Asian brothers and sisters or our Native American brothers and sisters. And that's why I think you can still say this stuff. But I, this is no longer acceptable because there are enough voices saying, like, this is fucked up. Yo, break those salt and pepper shakers Granny has because that's some bullshit. Yeah. And I think now we're getting a lot of people calling out a lot of different injustices, but I think that it hasn't caught up to the level of, like, hey, we can't say ching-chong-ding-dong. Right. And maybe that has to do with fear in the ether. I'm sure... I think the butterfly flapping its wings, it affects everything. I'm sure that has to do with something somewhere, but I don't necessarily see that. Chris is leaning into the microphone and has something to say. No, it's okay. Go. I think it's not fear. I think it's romanticizing things. In recent history, Native Americans and Asians have been heavily romanticized with like these certain traits that white people as like a society sort of want. Like Native Americans are at one with nature and respect and love nature. And that's sort of why we're okay with using these things because and Asian people are because, wise and, and thoughtful. Yeah, but like the thing is is like I don't think it's out of a lack of fear for African Americans, it's just they haven't been romanticized. Uh, there's not a there's not a trait, there's not specific traits that are seen as like quote unquote the only good quality about African Americans that we aspire to. Where like Native Americans, like people want to be at nature like the Native Americans and they want to love and respect nature and be one with the world. Be a warrior. Yeah. And but also they want to be like, and powerful, powerful and strong, like but like purely strong. And with Asian populations, it's like they're wise, so they're intelligent there. And I think that's sort of why we're okay with teams being called the Cleveland Indians or the f- But the there's Washington no Redskins Asian or the teams or There's no Asian teams. That doesn't make sense. But they're a part Yao of society, but they're a part of society that we're still okay what? with. Like, he's an Asian. <laughs> he's an Asian basketball player. Yao Ming is like very, very tall. Yeah. yeah, like a bunch of newspapers when he was hot, they were all like Yellow Fever. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that's not racist, you know. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, really? That's, yeah, 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 that's seriously. Yeah, Jeremy Lin had a publication about his achievements that was titled "A Chink in the Chain." 
that's uh, that's why I'm sorry. I'm derailing the greater thing. But I'm like, sorry. Back to but you. But like, first. that's the thing is like, like I was saying with like the Native Americans, it's this romanticized like we aspire to be like them, we want to be like them, we look up to them, we look up to the tales we hear about. Why? Why is hip hop bigger than anything right now? Why is baggy jeans or skinny jeans whatever why before whatever, that why before that was jazz so jazz, important yeah. to the white rock movement right exactly the difference, and blues and yeah, yeah, I, I think, like i think the difference is that we have black people still in our culture obviously why do they, people love sports they, they are an entity and, that we like, can reach out and touch and be like oh hey these are our people but the native american is not necessarily like that it's a sure. fable it's a sure. tale they live on reservations and stuff but they pretty much have assimilated into our but, culture. Uh, but also, like, the Native Americans we know today aren't the ones right. we look up to. We look up. We to hear the, about these tales of up, people... Yeah, exactly. We look the, up to the story. They're, they're I just want to note that I reject this premise that societally we look up to Native Americans. I don't know that I'm on I don't know with looking a lot up is of the right word. A lot of what was said. If you look at... I do agree that the culture is fetishized. If you look at, like, corporation logos... I like that word. And ad campaigns and, like, marketing economically, historically speaking... It is something that people have used to symbolize naturalism or power or something like that. Like yeah, that's not looking up to it; it's fetishization. It's taking advantage of right. that idea. Like people it's like offensive. yeah, like racist people loving Michael Jackson because like oh, but he can sing, yeah. or like Mike Tyson or Michael Jordan or you know like any like you people can fuck who are, him, but just don't get your picture taken with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like. It's, I look up to them for the thing, but I still couldn't imagine a white girl and a black guy, you know, like that's too crazy for me, but I will worship Michael Jordan because he's the best basketball player that's ever walked the face of the earth or, you know, whatever. When somebody said assimilated into our culture with the Native American people, but black people aren't a part of our culture, I think it's just that. My, my, I think I, yeah. I don't think I got my point across as well as I could have. My brain burnout. I don't know that the five of us will necessarily solve anything. Welcome to serving us. Yeah, serving you don't think we'll solve racism? No, that, 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 that's what I was going to yeah. say. And I don't think that I am educated enough on the topic to continue this conversation in the direction that it's headed because i think we got to a point where i'm like ooh, i don't know about that thing i don't know about the history involving that my opinions aren't even this is challenging my brain as it is to come up with opinions for shit that i haven't thought of well what are you gonna do when like the race you... riots happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, no, side are you gonna what, what about 300 years from now when there is no cultural boundaries there there are no countries there are no don't cultures no i know but like <laughs> Do you think that that's going to be a bad thing? <laughs> oh, 300 years, man. I'll probably be dead. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think that... Would you guys still like me if I burned down your house? No. Uh, do a round table about this? What? Yeah. Just okay. sure. fucking round table. The last, the last like, like the 300 years thing? Yeah. yeah. Like, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing yeah. when there and are, the there are no... We're done. Yeah. Okay. I think that... Because everything will be everything. Like, everybody's culture is everybody's culture. Homogenous. Yeah. I don't... And everybody's a shade of gray. Bad Religion has an album called The Gray Race. Yeah. Um, borders, nationalities, and religions, and all of these things divide us, but I do think that they're important to people for various reasons, and those reasons can do good things, and those reasons can do bad things, and there's not a just... I'm there's saying not, there's I'm, not a just or an unjust 
uh, culture or subculture or I'm saying in 300 years religion. everybody lets go of all their baggage and all and embraces everybody else's baggage and no just w- goes you know what we we're, we've got to go fight the aliens now yeah so, the way you're phrasing that I, it's I, a, yeah it's officially the human race the end of the movie. yeah yeah the, the way the I prefer the comic book ending yeah yeah it's got a giant vagina monster yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. Spoilers. I'm sorry. That that's what I meant. Is yeah, I meant yeah, to say the comic yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like that was a funny. If you haven't yeah. read Watchmen from 1985, the spoilers have uh, from, uh, yeah have run out on that. Yeah, you are allowed to spoil Watchmen. We'll bleep True. it all. <laughs> um, to bleep that, but don't bleep my thing saying that we can spoil Watchmen. <laughs> Stop me from spoiling it. <laughs> I think that yeah, when you phrase it that way, uh, yeah, let's do it. I also think it sounds peachy keen. I think because we'll still remember, right? <laughs> no, I remember. No, why? Uh, it's everybody's memory. We're uploaded into fucking computers, dude. It's everybody's memory. Okay, what happens when we're zero uploaded one to one one? You don't get uploaded to the computer. Yeah, oh my god, can we have a physicalism versus? Uh, what's when the Justin other one? leaves, we can do it. Yeah, you guys uh, throw that over to podcast. Chris, did you? Oh, uh, I was just going to say that. Get to the house. I think that. Um, Try to talk as long as you can. Yeah. I, <laughs> sorry. I think that ignoring or disregarding race, like if we get to a point where race no longer matters, I think that can be a little bit dangerous because to disregard race is to also disregard the atrocities tied to race. No, everybody's, ever, it's all settled. Them, but we'll be like, everyone will be like, oh yeah, it's fucked up that we used to enslave humans. Yeah. It's fucked up that. There was a time when a bunch of other humans gathered up a bunch of other humans and put them in gas chambers. Like, yeah. cause we'll all be a little Jewish. We'll all be a little black. We'll yeah. just be like, it's fucked up. We did that to ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, if, I agree. If there's no race, it's great. That's what I just but said. But I think if we're just like forgetting that race is a thing, I, I think if we're just like saying race isn't a thing anymore, but there's still the, I think one races. day we're going to wake up and be like, which box do I check? Jeez. <laughs> Android. <laughs> Because we'll be in computers. You don't go in the computer. That's killing yourself. But you live on in the computer. No, no, no. But I'm saying it won't be you. It will be some new thing. Bill, right. what do you think? You like it? Uh, I'm living it right now. I'm living it right now. Justin, are you living it right now, too? Yep. Keep with us. What do you think about that? I, I think what you think. Oh, goodness. Uh, no. That's dangerous. Well, okay, listen. If race does not exist, I believe that is a good thing. However... I still think that culture will be important or religion will be important to people. And I still think... You don't think religion is on its way out? No. No. Think about the six months after 9-11, dude. There has been religion... Proud to be an American. Religion has been an important part of people's lives. But you don't think as a whole it's diminishing? That's always been... I think it's changing. We'll talk about that later. I think it's changing. But either way, people will always find something to fight about. I think that's sad to say, but it's true. Yeah. People will always have their differences, and if it's not the color of your skin, it'll be the color of your eyes. I'm saying once that all goes away. Isn't that a good thing? Yes, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's not like everybody is going to look exactly the same. There will always be something for people to So you're saying it'll be like, oh, you're you're an apple head, and you're a pear head. You think think if we have to really start straining to find the differences between us, that we're not more likely to just start hating each other for our ideas? No one will have to. Because I I am fine with living in a world where we get in fights because of ideas. Yeah. There will always be something for us to fight about, and people will fight about it. It's ridiculous that we fight about skin color, but it happens. 
And I think in an ideal world, yeah, you're right, that people won't fight about it. The but Borg don't. If it's not fighting about skin color, it's going to be fighting about how much animatronic, not animatronic, but how much, like, biological mass you have inside versus how much, like, mechanical stuff you have in you or whatever. But the it's question gonna be is, something. just doesn't seem better than now. Yes. <laughs> house the answer is yes. If Justin burn your house down, would you alone. fuck him? Can you fuck it? Yes, can you fuck it? Can you fuck it? Can you fuck it, Justin? (laughs) That's a throwback to actually one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I love that. We went so many great places. Oh, God. Can you remind me which episode that was? It's the episode on robots. There's some really mind-bending shit. The robots one was... It bent my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. But just... Yeah. Thank you, Chris. I love that one. Is that the episode where we wanted to give toasters feelings? That's Andrew's favorite one to have heard about. Yes. Oh, it really it, it is. That's, yes, that is. That's that the is one the like point of reference yeah. I make for 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 uh, serving ice. That's the tree one, right? The fucking tr- the tree. No, oh, it's like I want. I should. We find out that Justin's a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So, would you guys be upset if Justin burns? Out yes. Or? Yeah. No, that's not the question. It depended on the. Yes, it, is. it depended that's on the, the question. It depends on the. What's call. the question? The question came out of your guys's episode when you were talking about whether or not you would still like an entertainer. Based upon his actions. Oh, are you an artist life. now? Well, I mean, I I write. Because uh, I don't read your writing now. Yeah, but I I write. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't read his writing. I'm well, gonna you, lie. You listen to it. I come to the open mic. I'm assuming you sure, listen to sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. You sit there and maybe just like he just doesn't pull out his genitals. And sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can expect at an open mic. Right. That thought came out of that because if you are not giving, blah, fuck, I'm so tired. If you are still supporting someone's art, art and not basing your opinion on so what then, they have done. Can we just change it to if Woody Allen burned down my house, but I still love Annie Hall? Yes. Uh, I. <laughs> what he's saying is An- I like Woody Allen's art. I am ambivalent to <laughs> Annie, yours. Annie Hall. I would still think Annie Hall is objectively a great movie. I don't know if I'd want to watch it often. I might be a little missing. It might bring up so some painful. If I, as a person, me sitting here as your friend, decided to burn down your house, right? Would just you, as my friend, would you still be willing to look at my work? Like, if you came to me and was like, Andrew, I'm working on this piece. Could you read <laughs> uh, no, it? No, tell me what you think. Stuff that you've liked of me before. Would you still be a supporter of me? Would you still consider me a friend? No, no. I wouldn't consider you a friend if you burned my house. That's down. true. Would you still like me? No. If you burn my house down, no. If I liked, would you have the same level say, of respect still, for his yeah. art? If, you, I, if I liked, if I liked, you have the same. If I thought a, a, like one of your stories was good before you burned down my house, I would still think that after you burned down my house, I would just never want to talk to you again, and I would hate you a lot, Chris. Are you maliciously burning down my house or accidentally oh, burning of down my Chris house? Is like, oh, if, <laughs> if it's an accident, it, it would have to be intentional. To match up the scenarios from last time, because I'm sure it okay. wasn't accidentally, uh, you know, rape. Bill Cosby, I'm sure it wasn't accidentally raping people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't be your friend. I wouldn't talk to you. And I don't think I would enjoy your art. Okay. Okay. That somehow ended up being harsher than mine, which was really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I disagree with that. I disagree too. You, you insinuated that nothing that exists no, that's yeah. not what he... No, no I you guys were just taking yeah. what you he said out of personal. context. What he said was, if I liked something that you wrote before you burned my house down, I would still like it the same amount after you burned my house down. 
Yeah, it, he wasn't saying, it it, well, like, if I liked what you do. It just seemed like he was constructing a fictional world where he actually liked something he did. Yeah, me too. I'm like, whoa. Because, like, I thought he was thinking. Which is fine. Which thought, is fine. No, I you know? I think you guys just like to attack. No. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's no. your opinion, Bill? Justin burns down the goddamn compound. Shoot him in his face. Shoot him in his <laughs> fucking his face. stupid face. Can you fuck him? <laughs> and then I'd fuck it. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about personal identity? That was my favorite uh, philosophical one, zero, theory. Zero, zero, one. Oh. We're, we're done. So no. I can't. I don't have Damn. another. Next, next time. Next time. Holy shit. I Dylan, think Dylan, answer the question. It would depend on why you burnt it down. It would be weird because don't you live there too? It might come from like a jealous rage all of a sudden. Oh. What do you get jealous of Dylan for? Yeah, what am I doing? You're, you're never there. So I just like, fuck it. I'm burning this house down. I get it. Oh, okay. You're like, so he's spending time with other people, other men. Spending yeah. Time with oh, other, you son of a bitch. He's, he's with spending other time with other places of, of residence. He's like, sleeping he's on like other floors. He's like staying in a hotel. And yeah. you're like, I can't well, handle I, this I can't shit. deal this. Would you burn the hotel down too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd find wherever you are and burn wherever you are down. <laughs> yeah. It would depend on the reason. Okay. Here, here's the, uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's fine. But it goes back to that thing that you were saying like i would examine the historical context and decide whether justin yeah, burning right? my house down was good or bad it's weird for me though because my friend literally tried to kill me in high school and i'm still friends with him why did he try to kill you uh, he was and very how? depressed oh he tried to blow up our high school and he gave a specific warning not to go to school a certain day to like this girl he had a crush on but not you and yeah just was like go to school andrew it'll be great so like he literally tried to murder me a little bit did he spend time I'm in jail yeah oh, and i'm God. still friends with him but you don't so, talk to him yeah no i talk to him all the time oh, that's weird yeah. Also, uh, so like was, maybe I would still be friends with you. Burn my house down. What if he burns down your whole block? He doesn't I don't care about any people. of my neighbor's house burns down. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I just want to hear you say you don't want people's houses to burn down. That's all I want. <laughs> because he was saying that the guy I'm was really going to blow up the school <laughs> with him and everybody else in. So I'm no, no, like, no. What if it happened no, no, no. to everyone in your proximity? But not me. And your house. The whole block goes. Would you be more understanding? No. Okay. Wait. What? The thing, I think, with, the thing with my friend is that he was just I like, pulled the war of like he was just you. mentally ill at the time. Yeah. And then he got treatment and now he's better. So if Justin I, was mentally ill. I was gonna say that maybe it's because you identify with wanting to kill every human that's ever <laughs> been near you. I also don't think Andrew's issue is with the fact that his friend tried to blow up the school, but that Andrew was in the school. <laughs> right. Uh, there, there are a lot of reasons for it, but there's certainly an aspect of selfishness in it. Cool. Are we done? Please. Still wrap up the episode. Okie doke. Burning down houses? Not good. Not good. No. Don't do no. that. Uh, racism? Nah. No. <laughs> nah. Andrew says no, so we'll go with no on that. <laughs> Satire. Satire? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Art? Even more of a ball of mystery. Onions. <laughs> I don't care for them specifically. We're, we're all onions. <laughs> we're all we're all little onions. It's true. Thank you for listening. If you like Chris and Andrew, yeah, and how Bill, do you find them? Uh, Chris, how do you find us? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at delusional loner. Um, you can email us at delusionalloners at gmail dot com. Uh, someone besides uh. Andrew's dad needs to start emailing us there. Um, Facebook.com slash delusional loners. Uh, should I get my phone number out again to see if I get anything? <laughs> you can reach me personally at 570-975-9207. Uh, and that's about where all you can find us. Yeah, so if you like Chris and Andrew and Bill, 
check out their podcast. Subscribe. Thanks for listening. Make sure you rate them, like them, rate, comment, subscribe, subscribe them, comment if, on them. If they wanted to find us, Dylan, where do they find us? Just find us. Okay, this has been Serving Ice. I'm Justin. I'm Dylan. I am Bill. And I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And thanks for drinking some ice water with us.